1: Here at Guitar Nerds, we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings, and you should be too. Stringjoy, if you don't know, are the world's first true string custom shop, but they also do a whole bunch of standard sets, made to the same super high custom shop quality. And one of my favourite things about just how lovely Scott and the team are, is the Stringjoy reward system. A bit like a Tesco club card, but cool. Every set of strings you buy earns you points. Each pack is worth a dollar in points, and you can save those virtual Dollars and put them towards anything in the Stringjoy merchandise store, which, when you have a bucket of guitars and you're always restringing them, makes for a whole bunch of points and thus free merch. It's just a little thing they've set up to say thank you, but I think it's testament to just what a super bunch of people they are and how deserving they are of your string business. Stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe. If your local store doesn't Stop stringer yet? Ask them to. JD. Yes. What is ET short for? I'm not sure what is E.T. short for. Because he's only got tiny legs. Get worse. I'm (laughs) scraping the barrel. Oh, that's good. Why do why do dogs float in water? I
2: don't know. Why do dogs float in water? Because they're good boys. It's very British, that. But, oh, what is it? What, what is it's uh, bu- uh, Buoys is oh, it's is American. Because yeah, ah. they're good buoys. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah, that doesn't work so well. Mm. Well, actually, that's quite good because this joke has a load of like, uh, this this joke book I'm reading, I actually think it might be American. That's strange that that joke doesn't work so well because it's got loads of jokes in there where it's like uh, about money and it's doing the whole like mm. makes sense. And
2: I'm like, yeah, oh, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, well, because it makes sense. Pe- yeah makes
1: change yeah it doesn't, doesn't doesn't really work shrapnel just makes shrap- <laughs> shrapnel
2: is, is that a very englishism yeah i think the only people that say shrapnel are people that have watched guy Ritchie films right <laughs> so, yeah so. i see yes exactly
1: hello dear listener hello and welcome to the guitar nerds podcast i am your host joe Brenton, joined this week by jd short hello everyone Hello, hello, JD. Welcome back. <clears throat> this uh, this episode's a little bit late in coming, dear listener. Not that it's late, it's out at the right time, but um, JD and I, a few weeks ago now, probably almost a month ago now, went to mm. the, uh, the London International Guitar Show. We had a fantastic time. There was loads of stuff. We bought loads of stuff. Um, we checked out some amazing awesome guitars got to play some wonderful things plan to do the podcast like the next day and i just uh i was about to go on tour and i had to cancel because i just had too much work every single company that i work for decided to release things approximately three or four days before i was due to go on tour which uh you might say but surely you knew about those in advance joe and the answer is <laughs> yes Maybe I did, but
2: my time management is poor. So
1: I had to cancel. Uh,
2: but uh, it's, it's that and changes, you know, like everyone gets nervy before product launch yeah. and everything. Yeah. And it's, uh, exactly. yeah, it it's, was, it, it was interesting. I could just watch the, watch the stress build through on, throughout <laughs> the journey home. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, as like more and more pings were coming in. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, exactly. But, uh, but so
1: we're going to do a bit of a posthumous, uh, uh, Roundup of the uh, London International Guitar Show. Well, it's finished. Obviously, there'll be one next year. I mean, it's it's
2: not mm. dead as such, but uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about all the fun things that we saw. Yeah, and to be fair, it, you know, all of these I think should be recorded after you've attended the show. If you do it, <laughs> if you do it ahead of time, it's just pure marketing bollocks, yes. isn't it? Yes, <laughs> like, very true, <laughs> very true, very true. But we we saw a lot of unexpected
1: stuff, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and were, we, yeah, yeah, the show was actually surprisingly large. Now, dear listener, if you're, you know, if you're the other side of the pond from where me and JD are, then... Maybe you're more familiar with a show like Nam, or I think in general US shows tend to be a little bit bigger. This is not a large show but it was you know in a small convention center it was just a couple of floors but it really felt like it was crammed in with a lot of stuff and whilst it was just a one-day show and JD and I were able to do the you know see everything we want to see in that day well I thought we did we mm. missed loads of things like a I didn't see green pickups were there, and I really want to say hi to them because I've just fit a set of green 51-style tele pickups into my American Vintage Telecaster. There are going to be some demos coming soon, dear listener. I really wanted to put like a face to the name and actually... Talk to them we didn't see them adrian thorpe was wandering around oh, the yeah. whole time and we didn't see him and you know what's really an- annoying about that not so much annoying because i'm very very happy with what i did end up buying but uh, we- we'll talk about it later i bought a radium electronics um, range master treble booster and of course what did thorpy release like a couple of days later <laughs> his own version of a range master but uh i would have still gone for there the amp top one i think just for yeah
2: i mean the amp top one is one that just felt it felt right at the show like this is probably the most disciplined i think we've ever been around around like getting something and not just i mean both of us are pretty terrible about just seeing something and then you know carving off a pound of flesh to get it but oh like, yeah you you have um, been terrible at yeah, some stage yeah.
1: I've been, but, been to some shows with you where I think you've spent nearly like around a, a, a grand
2: but not mm, on like
1: a solid thing on
2: like lots of little yeah. bits and bobs well the other thing is like I promise buying stuff to everybody and then uh, yeah you yeah. know and then I actually follow through as opposed to everyone else is like yeah, yeah yeah I'll come back around and it's like oh no I told him I would do it so I'm <laughs> and also, I want to do it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I, it's great. But.
1: I did that to Frederick Effects. I uh, I was like, I'll be back and I'll buy yeah. this pedal because he was doing, he had like a, one of his wedge-shaped fuzzes. It was the super unpleasant companion, dear listener, which is an incredible sort of very harsh, biting, buzzy sounding fuzz. And he does it with like top-mounted controls, so the controls are on the end, not on the face of the pedal, in an oversized wedge shape. And he had it in limited edition white. This is already so impractical and very cool for that reason. Yeah, It had a tiny mark on it, and so he was like, yeah, 99 quid and i was like i will be back to buy this but then i saw loads of other things inevitably
2: yeah we i mean it was also the things like the show It being a one-day show it felt like it ended it ended quickly you know yeah. like I, like everyone was tired and ready for it to end because it was but it felt like it was four or something and also where it is in near london uh, that it was trains were every hour, and so it was like everyone was who was catching the train, you know, was, was all either going at four o'clock or waiting around in the rain for an hour. Yeah, and then, there's nothing around there. It's that. Yeah. Dear listener is at a race course, so it's not yeah. in a town, there's not stuff around you, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no just like grabbing a coffee someplace else, or let's face it, a pint or something, but you yeah. know, like it, yeah, it was great. The, the thing that I and I said this, like, on the like, as we were waiting for the train, and then also on the train, um, and then after the train, <laughs> that like the thing I regret not getting was the uh the Goliath effects, like their that DOD um pedal that they had.
1: Yeah, uh, I I put this in our uh, our notes to talk about. I can't remember what they called it. I've just popped it in the notes as DOD clone. Um let's see if I can look it up and find out what exactly it was. But um yeah, so it was just the DOD preamp, like a two it was a two fifty clone, dear listener, which you know, yeah. lots and lots of brands do. The thing that made them great is Goliath Effects, because the fella's a, a bass player, uh, predominantly, and is, you know, very metal orientated, he's interested in low end carrying through on his yeah. pedals and, and and his his pedals being full range. So the DOD 50, and this is you know crucially important for me and JD as predominantly bass players. He calls it the DO5 distortion. Mm, yeah. Is, right, uh, yeah. Um, is what he has it listed as. Um, it's more full range. So it sounds great on bass. Um yeah. which was brilliant. Even on headphones, it sounded great. Both you and me yeah. loved it when we plugged yeah. it in. And it was a we well, neither of us got one because I think at the time I was like, ah, there are lots of DOD 250s. I'm sure I've got one somewhere. Yeah. You know, but uh
2: it Should've It's, played. yeah, especially because the bass we played it on was, I think it was a B-E-A-D-tuned. Oh, it was. Bass bass swing, thing, yeah. you know, and like, it was just, it sounded great. Like it was, it's really good. And I've been looking for like that kind of bite in myself. So like mm. uh, almost as maybe an always on kind of, kind of just constant gritty sound and and it the fact that it it really did sound great because normally what I end up doing is is running into something like that and then chucking on like an EQ after or something to boost to put the low end back in or to do something to it that way or or running parallel if I'm being fancy or anything but it's yeah it was it's probably the thing I've thought about most since then and and Clearly, we've chatted, um, and yeah. it reminds me I need to order one. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing he was um, that we sort of talked about with Goliath was that 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 it was that they were going to be doing like a base sort of base specific version, and I was like, oh, is it going to be even better? But uh, um, having spoken, that's going to be a little bit. Cause he's got some new pedals coming out like before that, so right, right. So that's that's exciting, and also um great but it just means that it sort of gives me a green light to just go ahead and get one of these now and then um yeah. pair that with my with the the black eyes of theirs i already yeah like so.
1: yeah i still have their desolation pedal that i've been yeah I've been promising cool. them that i'd record videos for for months now and i i, I, I will do i promise i will do i will get around to it but um Goliath Effects, dear listener, Goliath Effects, effects as in the letters fx.co.uk. Do check them out and check them out on Instagram. They make some really, like, finishes are always really interesting and unique. Oh, yeah. The pedals sound great. They're like, uh, there's a, a very rough and readiness to the the look of Goliath Effects. You know, they're uh, they're very much like a small boutique brand, and they have that look. Um, but the, uh, and I'm not saying that as a negative, the, the yeah. sound of their effects is... Uh, is fantastic he's just very good at voicing things and they're very reasonable so even if you were interested in like one of these dod 250 style pedals the d05 they're between 95 and 140 pounds depending on what you go for what options go it looks like you can go for a dual version uh maybe a two foot switch version which is very handy that would give you like an always-on grit and then an actual drive on a second switch oh i could really get behind that as a as a concept but he does lovely swirl paint um finishes and stuff The the do5 he had at the show was pink and black
2: uh it was absolutely lovely with an actual like a dipped case you know pink black white um the the black as i have is like a blackout pedal but it's Uh. like in crackle but also, I don't know if I ever showed you this. I don't know if you ever see it, but it's also got my name. Has uh, it? Oh, I know, can see I, that. I, I,
1: oh, that's... <laughs> So cool.
2: I didn't even, I didn't even ask for it. I just and I didn't notice it at because it's so subtle and I was like <laughs> plugging stuff because it's on the side where there's nothing to plug in and I was like oh it says Black Ice and I was like oh it says JD on the side.
1: That's, That's cool. very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, they're great. Goliath Effects are really good. Dear listener do check them out as a brilliant up and coming British effects mm. uh, builder who just makes some some great little you know everything's inspired by something uh, but i guess all pedals are really aren't they but it's uh yeah. they're they're lovely takes on on different effects does a really good job so you check them out that was a that was a highlight for me checking yeah you know seeing that and uh uh and and just uh just gelling with that pedal so so instantly
2: yeah and the fact that i played it and i was like this sounds great and then you played it and you're like why does it sound good on bass? Why? <laughs> it's like why how how is this possible? Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: well that was it. I was of- sure that I'd never never been um wowed by a DOD two fifty before. Yeah. You know, it was one of those things that I'm sounds great for guitar, but always sounded mm. a little bit nineties to, to me on guitar. No, maybe not yeah. dynamic enough. Um yeah. and uh And and yeah, I just I'd never ever even considered it as a bass option, but
2: yeah, it's always just like looking through, you know, trying to sort of get that Jesus lizard shellac y sort of bass tone here and there. But it's but both of those, the thing with this the that Dod like that Dod preamp sounds it or the two hundred and fifty is always sort of a bit like it, it always cuts out too much low end. Yeah. For me, I mean, it's just, it sounds great. It's its really good. I like it on guitar anyway. Like when you're recording, certainly if you're doing layers, it right. sort of sits differently with a lot of stuff, I think is cool. But, but yeah, I, I can't imagine it being a main distortion for what I like. Yeah. Except this version sounds great on. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I'll report back um, mm. as soon as I do that and hopefully. I will remember to just go buy it before everyone else uh, listens to this podcast and buys it. (laughs) it. Yeah, he makes them to order and they take three to four
1: weeks. So, uh, yeah, definitely get on that. Now, we have sort of uh, beelined straight into um, the things we saw at the show. Before we go any further, I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping around the Vintage Guitar Pro Shop giveaway. Um, that we give away or build it will be a giveaway a build that we're doing so dear listener if you've not listened to the pre the, some of the episodes over the last few weeks we've teamed up with vintage guitars to build they have a new pro shop so it's a custom shop where they'll do custom finishes pickup configurations etc cetera, etc cetera. just like the fender custom shop but it's uh it's far eastern built stuff which all the vintage guitars are that's then um adjusted reliced you know whatever's changed uh over here in the uk and they're all incredibly reasonable prices you can kind of pick one up for like a grand 1500 quid some of the older ones you could pick up for like seven eight hundred pounds when they just started out the the pro shop but great stuff there's loads of stuff on the website loads of examples and the deal is what we're doing with them is we are team building with you dear listener so week by week we're choosing a new feature and we're uh, we're voting on that feature to end up with a guitar that they will eventually build for us, and we will then give away to uh, one lucky listener. So, so far, week one, we chose body shape. You chose Jazzmaster. Jazzmaster, body shape, one in the end. So we got that offset body shape. Week two, we chose finish, and shockingly, British Racing Green uh, won. I think we split the pink vote, unfortunately. There were so many pink options in uh, the top Uh, top selection so uh so it's a british racing green jazz master and last week we've been looking at pickups and uh, uh much to my disappointment you've let me down again dear listener um on facebook the most popular selection was p90 in the neck humbucker in the bridge with two p90s in second place and a single p90 in third place absolutely smashing everything else um uh Uh uh, yes um absolutely smashing everything else so P90 is really really up for the win there incredible only one percent of people on Facebook wanted a Stratocaster pickup configuration only three percent wanted a telly or a humbucker or a single humbucker configuration so really P90 absolutely absolutely on. Top here, but P90 in the neck, Humbucker in the bridge, won on there. And then over on Patreon. Now, remember, Patreon did flip the result last time because uh, it, it was, in fact, Purple Sparkle that won on Facebook, but British Racing Green won by so much on Patreon that it flipped the result. Over on Patreon, it is a mirroring of the Facebook uh, result this time on Patreon. P90 in the neck, Humbucker in the bridge, with 48% of the vote over on Patreon will be the winner two p90s came second and a single p90 came third i was really hoping for a one pickup guitar dealist, something cool and different you've essentially chosen something you can buy off the peg um well done <laughs> everyone just go out and get a player jaguar because i think they have this exact setup but uh that's fine whatever so we're doing a british racing green jazz master with a p90 in the neck a humbucker in the bridge this week, we've got to choose the neck. Now, the neck options are going to be dead simple. We're not dealing with profile or anything like that. That's not what the pro shop's about. They're more about, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be a, a modern C neck. That's the, the neck profile they do, and it will be a nine-and-a-half-inch radius. So what we're actually choosing is just the aesthetics here. So you're going to be choosing between a maple neck and a rosewood neck, and you'll be choosing dot or block. So um, we'll keep it simple. Maple neck with black block, rosewood neck uh, with, you know, pearloid block, and then we'll do rosewood neck with dots or maple neck with dots. Those will be your four options. You can vote on Patreon and Facebook. So do join us. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, Guitar Nerds group on Facebook, sign up to that. If you want to be more exclusive, obviously, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Then you can get involved and vote on those polls, and we'll see. And to be honest, after that, past that point, um, it's just going to be finishing in, finishing touches. Which I think um, I'm not going to let you guys decide on. I think I'm going to decide on those just to try and de Homer this guitar a little bit and uh, make it know yeah, a bit more well rounded. But uh, but we'll see. So we're nearly there. So it'll be a pre Christmas giveaway by you know. Hope, hopefully, fingers crossed. I don't know how long it will take them to build it. Probably, probably not done by Christmas, but
2: we'll see. So there it is. What do you think, JD? Would you? Uh- I, well, uh, I mean, I I think they could get it done whenever they feel like. No, I I, I just kept thinking while you were talking about how most of our fear going into this was that we were going to create the absolute worst guitar possible uh, just by picking everything in isolation. Yeah. you know, like in somewhat or or people. People just saying, "Oh, what's my favorite pickup combination?" But not considering everything else that's come before. But the fact that it just—it almost feels like good market research that we've gotten. <laughs> we've gotten something like, "Yeah, you you could buy it," but also, I, it it sounds dope. Yeah. Like it, it, it sounds like an actual guitar people would use instead of some random thing that sits there and goes, Look what I won. Yeah.
1: This <laughs> is that that's actually a great point. I was kind of disappointed at first that everything's been relatively average, but I think actually what people have chosen is quite a good, usable guitar. Like we could have mm. ended up ended up with like a sparkle neon pink. I don't know, you know, whatever mm. body shape with just a single coil in the neck
2: or something yeah. like that. You know that <laughs> yeah. that that, that, yeah.
1: that could easily have been where this ended up, just being some wild like all the different options for the sake of being different. But what people have actually chosen is w- what will be a a pretty good functional custom shop guitar. So. Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound and play their best. After two years of research and development and in collaboration with top guitar repair shops, Music Nomad developed in 2021, the Keep It Simple Setup, aka KISS. And now thousands of guitar players, from beginners to pros, have learned how to set up their own guitar. They demystified the guitar setup process by developing innovative precision gauges and tools, combined with step-by-step general guidelines anyone can follow and set up their guitar to play and sound great. With their KISS method and their gauges you can check the vital areas of your guitar and use their toolkits to perform your own setups. They have a 24 page instructional booklet available in 7 languages, downloadable for free and many how-to videos both by setup tasks as well as many complete setup video tutorials for popular brands such as Fender, Gibson, Taylor, PRS and more. Not only is it fun but a properly set up guitar takes your playing and sound to a whole new level. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com. Their website has a very cool setup hub section where you can find everything you need to know so you can start setting up your guitar properly. Follow them on social media at, at @musicnomadcare. Kiss your guitar with Music Nomads. Keep it simple. Setup.
2: Yeah, I, I've also like equated to like with with custom shop stuff like this. Um Often equated to like those build-your-own pizza places, oh, yeah. like but certainly in the states and stuff, where you just go and there's there's all the however many toppings you want, it's the same price, and so right. you start being like, oh, I, w- I want a bit of this, and oh, that's weird, I'll get that, and then you end up with a pizza full of things you like, but that don't really work together well, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, maybe. I didn't think broccoli and sweet corn were were, were my favorite pizza toppings until yeah. – Broccoli, pineapple, and sweet corn. Wow. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. I mean, I do, not to open that can, but, you know, I do like a pineapple pizza. It's good. Do you? You, you Pi- like a pineapple
1: pizza? Pine-
2: oh. I mean, there's already so much fruit on pizza anyway, but pineapple, <laughs> jalapeno, wow. and then, you know, other stuff. But, like, the two together, especially.
1: Yeah. There's, a, there's a, a pizza place – uh, near near me called Pizza Face. It's very good, dear listener. Very good, and it uh, um, it themes all its uh, its pizzas around. So, so I buy the uh, uh, what it's called the Tom Nut now. It was previously known as the Tom York. Um, they changed its name. I have no idea if that was
2: for legal reason, reasons. Reasons, but, uh, <laughs> but it was. imagine imagine suing a pizza place <laughs> to be like. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> anyway yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's uh it's um a sour cream and cashew and spinach topped pizza it's actually very good oh it sounds great but it's got, uh, obviously vegan sour cream dear yeah listen. Yeah. it's uh it's a very good very good pizza place
2: weird pizzas are good i can yeah oh yeah i i'm into weird pizza i just it's the it's just the like the lack of control with thinking what do you actually, what actually goes together? Or you end up with like a pizza that's a mound yeah. of toppings because you're like, oh, just one of everything. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, that's how you get a pink sparkle single <laughs> a single coil in the neck. Yes, yes, you know, like exactly, exactly. A five-string guitar, single coil neck. <laughs> it's like something like, oh, I never play the B string anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Well, um, yeah, so – there you go dear listener go out and vote we're nearly there vintage guitar is nearly ready to be built now before we get back into things as well i wanted to talk about well this is this is something that we did see at the show jd buzzing yeah. bugs effects we went over uh, to see buzzing buzz blah, 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 buzzing bugs effects a company that i've spoken about before on the podcast i've reviewed both of their fuzzes they did a fuzz preamp and they did a harmonic percolator really great great sounding examples of those pedals. And I'm a big fan of a harmonic percolate. They did such a good job with that. They've released their third pedal the BBO3 that that's how they uh, that's how they uh ooh, yeah, my phone was ringing then, sorry about that. Uh that's how they um do their their pedals they're always BBO1 BBO2 BBO3. This one is the first time that it's not a fuzz. It is in fact a lo-fi chorus that they're that they're releasing which is great. By lo-fi chorus, I mean it's got like heavy modulation so it goes super crazy but it also has like a slap back delay on there via a room control which gives you just a really tight slap back and then a mix control you've got an age control on there so it can sound more uh yeah sort of more worn out cassette warped vinyl style thing now it was great. We both tried it out, but we're actually going to be—they're going to be giving away one of these pedals on Instagram in a limited edition silver finish. the The normal pedal is white and black. They're going to be doing one in silver with matching silver knobs. The giveaway is going to be coming out on Wednesday. I'll announce it all. I'll, I'll let everyone know on Facebook and on Patreon when that giveaway is going on, as well as being on our Instagram definitely get involved in this this company of fantastic just a great small uh effects pedal company that makes some really high quality stuff was very impressed so get involved in that giveaway when you see it but um yeah jd you got to try this out as well the bbo3 the lo-fi chorus
2: yeah i i really i really liked it um and I remember when we were playing it we were able to get some some sort of like old Woolitzer style sounds like some yeah. old like old organy kind of vibes um just just from the course with there's lots of the, like the age knob is really powerful from what I remember it being really um adding lots of just artifacts and grit to it to made it yeah just made it really
0: great and
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those pedals I, I sort of forgot to buy, because yeah. you know, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, well, yeah, we'll have one. But yeah, it's it's really interesting because I, I mean, I love a chorus, um, but it's you know, it's it feels like there was lots of capability in in five knobs, yeah. you know, like which you know, it's like your typical like depth, time, and then mix, you know. But then like the yeah, the age room were really, really. I know added something pretty, pretty different that you you don't see on lots of other pedals. So like that was so sort of when you were talking about earlier, like pedals being inspired by this feels like it's inspired by there's a starting point here, but it, it feels like this hits a place that not many other, not many other people do. And then they have their own take on it and everything. And like I said, like lovely company, small British, small Cornish company you know yeah but they uh one of the things that i i I think struck me most about this
1: when i was playing it was how much this pedal altered your sound i know that's a weird thing to say about an effects pedal but it was it was just a big tone lots of tone like you could really go to the extremes of like heavy slapback heavy vibrato and I, i loved having it in one little box of course you know A a degraded chorus vibrato sound with a slapback is something you can achieve with a couple of pedals, sure. Uh, But I just loved how easy it was to get such a huge sound with such a a simple pedal.
2: And and it also did subtle well, you know. So like, if you wanted just like a touch of a bit of sparkle or a bit of a bit of room. Which is it's how I how I imagine I often use reverb right. mostly as like as like a base like when I'm using chorus and verb together I don't want this huge wash yeah. of things because it's it's too rich but like just having a bit you know of of course just kind of you know like sitting on top of things and adding a bit of room to that was was really was really great also knowing that I could do wild stuff with it is cool as well but. You know, but it being able to be sort of a multifunction pedal, like in the same, you know, in the same set, I could easily have it do different things with a couple tweaks. Yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's cool. Exactly. Now, I'll, I'll play you a
1: sample of it, dear listener, so you get an idea of how this pedal sounds. I've just recorded a little guitar track. There were like three or four guitar parts on there, all with varying degrees of the effect. Um, to show off I guess I mean is a chorus really versatile maybe not but just how brilliant this sounded I thought it's the cure in a pedal is kind of how I felt about it Um, here's a little sample track good isn't it it's good it's really good it's really good I, I they're one of those companies where every single pedal they've released i've been like yes this is something that would go onto my pedal board yeah, yeah. um that you know it's it's often you know there were lots of great pedals out there and i, I can appreciate and go this is a great pedal but maybe not 100 percent for me every pedal they make i'm like yes this is for me this is specifically made for me it's very good yeah But yes, dear listener, there will be a giveaway, so check it out. I'll let everyone know on Facebook and on Patreon and on Instagram as soon as it does come out. Get involved, win yourself a very cool Buzzing Bugs BB03 lo-fi chorus. It is great. Now, we need to talk about all the things that we checked out. Um, So
2: uh, I guess where do we start, J.D.? Do you want to start with something you bought or something you saw? Uh, I mean, let's go bought because, I mean, that's the because <clears throat> it's right in front of me. Yeah. Um, the first thing, uh, also that means I can take it to rehearsal tonight and put it on my board properly. Um, but uh, the fir- the first thing I bought was the uh, Funny Little Boxes Skeleton Key. Ah, yes. Uh, which, is, which is excellent. Um, your, your second Funny Little Boxes pedal. It's my second, you, yeah. You bought their 1991 last time? Yeah, yeah, at, at the Birmingham show. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, um, and these Skeleton Keys have been – like wildly popular, uh, for good reason. It's really, <clears throat> I mean, it's Grace distortion, uh, most, you know, m- based on the tones of Queens of the Stone Age. So like 1991 is based on Pearl Jam's 10. this is sort of based on the guitar tones, um, sort of the suite of guitar tones from, um, uh, what's her name again yeah uh queens, <laughs> of the queen's of the Stone Age. Age. yeah <laughs> um so i was looking at skelting here i was trying to but it's yes i mean it's ba- it's you know simple controls gain, tone volume you know but it's r- like really flexible sounds really great on bass too um it's, it's not really i sort of bought it without really playing it um just because i trust like andy and funny Little boxes so much but um, and the fact that literally everyone's clamoring to get this pedal and it's, you know, and they're always cheap, but it's, um, yeah. sounds great. Sub, sub 100 pounds. Sub right? 100 pounds. Yeah. Um, really, it's really, really good, really flexible from going from like a low gain to sort of high gain. There's lots of videos. Well, there's some videos, um, online that really go into depth about some of the different tones you can get and sort of matching the tones from, <clears throat> from certain, album recordings uh, of it's the, the thing that so sort of for me is like i got it because I, I was looking for something to kind of to do that what in everyone's mind the pv decade this sort of secret sauce amp of josh hami uh, yeah. does but this doesn't sound at all like a pv decade but it does the thing that you want it right. to do which is like just sound good and sit well in the mix like that's the thing that a Pv decade does is it it has a really specific distortion that when you're layering sounds really good because it sounds like a guitar and an iPhone speaker yeah um, where this sounds like a, a reasonable like really great sounding distortion that you could use for basically anything and i
1: well this allows you to get that tone in your rig like no one's going to yeah. bring a no one's going to gig a decade and no one's going to bring yeah. one along just for their drive tone so it's yeah
2: i mean i i almost bought one and was thinking about doing that as well but like but i also but i always also used to do a crossover and run through like a a Marshall DLc40 for my like top end distortion which is over the top and silly and doesn't make sense for Yeah. A pub gig, you know, (laughs) but, but Hey, you know, we have fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I can't recommend the pedal highly enough. It's really great. It's, um, I'm you know, wanted it for like different, a a bit of different color and to really scratch the itch of almost paying way too much for something that intentionally doesn't sound great. Um, but then, uh, in doing so getting a, a guitar pedal that is, you know, Sounds really good. It's just, you know typical like op amp based distortion, which is the the code words for everything being you know inspired by <laughs> some other stuff. But it's yeah, it's I really, I think the thing I'd say about is it's really responsive to different pickups. So right. when I play like different my different basses or different guitars, like it's it really feels. Um like a different pedal in a good way.
1: Right. Cuz like, like it's uh, yeah. like it's an expander for your instrument <laughs> yeah. rather than just being uh, an effect type that goes on top of anything.
2: Y- yeah. And there's, you know, there's loads of is this thing is like I love fuzzes, and this is also one of the things I always tell myself to allow me to feel good about buying yet another fuzz. Um, is that they all sound different depending on which pickup and like where you're like what basically what you feed into them. They're so reactive yeah. that I have some fuzzes that sound absolutely awful on a couple of my bases, but sound but might be my favorite fuzz on another bass right? Or or guitar, um, but. Yeah, but this this pedal feels really flexible, but but it always sounds uh, like I always like how it sounds. So, like even you know switching from like super high output, um, like P bass style pickups to humbuckers or to the P nineties I have in guitar, like it all sort of it all sort of works and just sounds good. And I I like your description of it sounds like an expander for the instrument as yeah. opposed to. Um, yeah, and I think the th- the thing that I'd say about this is so Queens of Stone Age for me, like when I think about their sound, it's always it's always just so multi layered, which you know a lot of major releases are. You know, I mean, you think about Muse or Green Day and the <laughs> sheer amount of guitar tracks that are um that are there and separated that are used or most modern metal, yeah, and stuff. But um, but like this pedal to me. And I think this was the intention of the pedal, but it it's a pedal that sounds like those stacked guitar tracks that are different amps along the way. Sort of like somehow. So, you know, where you have one one amp for the bass tone, the one amp for the mid-range tones, one for so for the top end and that kind of stuff that you get. Um or Allison Change was famous for that as well. You know, like yeah, yeah. it's just getting it is it's it's somehow for sub hundred pounds. Getting a pedal that captures that big sound that you get, but also the liveliness with which that like Queens of Stone Age has, because like all those other bands I think of, always have really tight, like tight guitar tones. You know, like yeah, they're very like, tight,
1: but very full bodied. It's a yeah, very yeah. like a full range sort of thing.
2: Yeah, whereas like Queens of Stone Age always sounds and feels like you know thunderous or loose as well like it feels very much like you know like single coil ho- semi hollow body jang you know like that you're kind of playing those which they do you know but like yeah. it, like it's it's a much different style of playing with that level of of information coming through. And, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. They,
2: yeah, they look fantastic. What a lovely little company
1: that seemed to be set on making affordable pedals that sound really good. Only two
2: releases, but mm-hmm. such attention to detail in both of them.
1: And they're all very good.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I highly, highly recommend checking it out. I'm just see. and it's also feels sort of, it, I think this is, this is a pedal that could be sort of a secret weapon, Right. sort of pedal for a lot of people that that is some oh god it's gonna make some key um key analogy on you know like, <laughs> like in essence that wasn't a dad joke but you know like it could be this sort of thing that just sort of sets you you know like your sound like sets it different enough against everyone else and certainly if you're in like a multi guitar band you know having yeah if you all have the same pedals it's a bit it, it can be a bit much i find yeah. but. You know.
1: Isotope and Native Instruments plugins have been the backbone of the Guitar Nerds podcast for almost the entire 10 years that we've been podcasting. Isotope's Nectar plugins help keep our audio crisp and clear. RX cleans up any artifacts and Ozone masters each episode. Whilst Native Instruments Guitar Rig is one of the absolute best guitar amp and effects plugins available and helps me demo pedals and guitars without having to set up amplifiers or microphones and still getting great tone. And now, with Black Friday fast approaching, they've put together a whole bunch of great deals. It's Cyber Week, so there's 50% off of loads of Native Instruments plugins, discounts on Guitar Rig itself, and loads of Isotope plugins, and a few bundle deals too. Check it all out at native-instruments.com. Yeah, well, super cool. Definitely check them out, dear listener. They're uh, yeah, they're, um, funny little boxes there are wonderful, a wonderful effects pedal company that make cool overdrives. Check them out now. One of the uh, one of the other things we in, in a non-effects pedal thing that we checked out, um, and a non-new release thing. There was, and there always is at yeah. the uh, London International Guitar Show, and all of the Northern Guitar Shows that 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 company do. Um, there was a lot of great vintage stuff, specifically a lot of great Gibson vintage stuff. And uh, you you and I, J.D., saw, uh, saw a bunch of stuff. There is – what's that company? There's that big British company that does loads of vintage stuff. I can't remember the name. It begins with A. It's three letters. Uh, I can't
2: remember. Uh, it's like – I keep thinking ATG, but that's the, the theatre group so yeah, like, it, it, it,
1: yeah. It, it doesn't matter but they they're yeah they uh they're always there and oh, let it say it on this little flyer that i've got here atc yes yeah, something like that anyway it did it, all the listeners are shouting at their radios right now radios yeah
2: yeah that's, that's <laughs> where we play <laughs> atb A- atb uh, I was right. close yeah okay yes I uh, think maybe is that
1: right yeah yeah they're they're fantastic they obviously have loads of great custom shop stuff but The one that really caught our eye was Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah.
0: um,
1: Sergeant Pepper's uh, guitar and bass. Yeah, guitar and bass UK. That's what they call Sergeant Pepper. Guitar and bass UK. This this company, dear listener. So they had some amazing stuff. Loads of great vintage Gibsons. But this is such testament to like the collector's market and how much JD. It is not for you or I or anyone anywhere close to our age. (laughs) <laughs> they they don't even have a site it's like that i picked up their card and realized it's just got a telephone number on it yeah a, and and it's, it, and it's a landline <laughs> i would say it's an o 0200 yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah this is this stuff's not for us this is for old boys who've got 10 20 grand to spend on a on an old gibson but or more or more or yes. more. well yeah. yes as we will discuss they do have a reverb shop. But he doesn't list everything. He's got a £30,000 Gibson EB1 Elvis Presley Slab oh. Mark I 1 1960 uh, bass on there. And he's got a handful of other bits and bobs, but nothing like the, the things. And I can't believe he's sold all those things, so I assume he just doesn't list them there, only for people who know. It's that sort yeah. of uh, that sort of thing. But uh, some crazy stuff. We saw two on separate stands two of the gibson um eb6s the yeah. base six so gibson did a couple of variants of the base six dear listener made in extremely limited quantities i mean like 60 of them they did one in an sg shape which is a favorite my favorite and uh, <laughs> one in their 335 body shape with their large hollow body shape as a six as a as a base six as a six string yeah. base we saw two of those at two separate stands which yeah.
2: uh, I, I mean i to be fair i think that just goes to show like what like why shows like this are extremely cool yeah. <laughs> is that is that it, it, i i had never seen either of those in actual like in person before really, or maybe I have, but not up close or not I've never really checked them out. But the fact that we saw two at at the same sort of show with so many other amazing, certainly vintage, like this was this really felt like vintage Gibson heaven. Like it felt like a vintage Gibson show for a bit. Like because there was like just so much there. And yeah, it's great. It's it's the kind of thing you don't you don't get it like the big shows at Nam, because Nam is all new you know, it's new instruments, it's, it's it's all the, you know, it's all trade. Yeah. Um, whereas like this being more, you know, consumer and player focused was just, it's just, I mean, it's just great because there's just loads of stuff there. And also we had uh, probably one of the most us moments I think has ever happened in mm-hmm. that they had, they had a Kubicki, fretless Kubicki factor. Explain, and then, like, what, uh, what uh, explain what that is as well. So It's one of the best sounding basses of all time. Um, But the uh, Kubicki Factor is sort of like a late 80s, early 90s, headless um, built-in detuner uh, bass, like two sort of soap bars, individual string, you know, um, weird, very space-agey sort of offset shape. Um, But they're incredible, like loads of advancements, certainly for... You know, thirty years ago now, um, like just loads of stuff the basis won't have for another. 15 years probably on them Though were just great. And then I can't remember what the other bass was, but it was it one of the, it was like an, so, anyway, it was a very old Gibson or Fender, like oh, sort of. What, the tube. one it was next to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was next to mm-hmm. a
1: Fender Telebass, yeah, yeah. but one of the first editions of the Telebass, deal listener, before they moved to a wide range humbucker in the neck position, when it was mm-hmm. basically the same as a 51 style, telly and they were they were originally butterscotch but they the paint fender used was very cheap and they they've all turned green over time but it was uh, super old school, yeah. Venderelli
2: base, exactly what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, next, next to next to the Kabuki Factor, which is one of my sort of bucket list bases. <laughs> and I and I was like, oh, let me just see the price on it. And like, I go reach the tag, and I was like, oh, oh, I thought you were going for the other one. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, was, we were both talking about this uh, incredible uh, yeah. base that we could see <laughs> yeah. in front of us, thinking we were talking <laughs> about the same thing, but we were not. <laughs> yeah, but both appreciate the. You know, yeah, appreciating it, but yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was, it was very us, and then we giggled. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was very cool,
1: but um, but yeah, they uh, the other six string bass they had the SG version. They had the nineteen sixty two EB six, which is the the SG version. They moved to two humbuckers at this point because it's just one humbucker in the neck on the on the hollow body version of that. So dual humbucker. It's got a little mute. Um, like a Jaguar mute kit sort of built into it. They had one of these for £15,000. Only 68 of those made. And when you consider Gibson only making 68 of something, £15,000 actually sounds like a reasonable yeah. price but I know there's still a ridiculous price dear listen I'm just saying there's you know there's a there's a base here that Elvis Presley potentially touched at some point and it's 30 grand this is one of only 68 Gibsons ever made and it's 15 grand but they also had one of the uh, EBOF um sg bases, yeah. the the eb bases. so dear listener it's a short scale eb bass made in 1963 they only made 74 of these where they came fitted with a maestro fz one fuzz tone uh, built into the bass itself one of the least bass friendly fuzzes of all time <laughs> actually cut into the the bass itself they only made 74 of those and that was only five grand
2: yeah that one that i mean the fact that we're like oh it's only five grand for in for a base that probably cost 149 or something when it was produced (laughs) um yeah it was really cool it was really cool but and i remember that one would be like after seeing all the other stuff that was well some of the some things we saw were six figures you know just being like oh it's five grand that seems quite reasonable (laughs) That's 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 you know most custom shops you can get at places now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. P- prices were a little all over the place. Yeah. Uh,
1: stand to stand it on for vintage and stuff. I do think it's a, a little bit a case of people, some people price accurately and some people just put whatever they want.
2: On, on yeah. the price tags of those things, but it was pretty wild to see the the variance of price. Yeah, there, and I expect some people just really expect to haggle. Yeah, but yeah. I will I will say it is one of those things where I clearly felt like I wasn't armed with enough like like mar- knowing what the the vintage market is for Gibson's at the moment, yeah. like knowledge where. I mean, you're clearly on top of all of it, you know, like it was always like, that should be, you know, it's like, well, that's got (laughs) this nom. So it should be like this very specific price. And I was like, yeah, I was much more in the like, Oh, I think this is cool. (laughs) I, I get it, you know, but, but I, but again, you know, like with the Kabiki, I know the price I saw it at should be a little bit lower, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. always a bit high at, the, at these oh, things. Yeah.
1: I think the one, yeah, the one for me, they had their, the Gibson EB1 violin bass, which was... Yeah. Uh, I love that bass. So dear listener, if you've not seen it, it's Gibson's first attempt at making a bass. It's a violin bass, but it's solid. So the idea was they were they were just trying to make it look a bit like a double bass in, you know the sort of aesthetic i know it's a totally different size those bases those eb1s even came with a, a tail piece so that you could play it standing up because at this point in 1953 we hadn't really established that bass players were gonna start playing like guitarists so you had mm. two options with it but really cool bass it even has a painted on f-hole which i love lots of people hate but um i, I think it it looks great and i'm always on the lookout for one And they go for around four grand. And the one that we found there was priced up at six, which I thought Mm. was quite a lot of overpricing. And someone had cut an extra pickup into it because they only came with a neck pickup. Someone had cut a little sidewinder pickup into the bridge. And I'm like, well, as soon as you've done this, like it's because basses are still a bit of the Wild West, especially Gibson basses from that time period, because there aren't really that many of them and not that many Gibson bass fanatics from that time period. But imagine, you know, imagine if that was a, a Les Paul, uh, like a nineteen, you know, fifty-eight Les Paul, and someone had cut an extra pickup into it, and then you still wanted to charge two grand more, more than they yeah. actually sell for. Like, I just thought that was silly. But, uh, but yeah, the, the price of vintage stuff it is uh, it's just all over the place at the moment. Still, it was wonderful to see yeah. so many cool it, old things.
2: It's. Yeah, it's just it's just great because I mean I really like one of, so my, one of my big takeaways from like the shows that we've been to sort of in the last year or so it's been it's really great to see all the old vintage stuff and to be able to buy stuff. I mean the other thing we haven't talked about is like there's so many companies that just had crates of random stuff <laughs> yeah. and like like it it was the most like it and I mean this in the most. Um, friendly way possible because i love all this it just felt like a big car boot or like a flea market sort of sale there would just be tubs of vintage effects vintage yeah. parts yeah it vintage. would be like here's here's the foot switch from a maestro fz1 was, yeah why, why would i need that <laughs> but, yeah and, and then you're like i have actually been restoring a maestro fc1 because they're the price of cars now yeah and so like <laughs> but it's yeah there's just like and it's like loads of old speakers and yeah. i just sort of felt like I i next time we do a show like this i want i'd like to come prepared with like this stuff that i'm sort of always on the lookout for that yeah. is is not really top of mind like right. like i'm I, I want i want a couple different like speakers for my fenton wild amp i'd like to try out you know right, some like yeah. old jinsons or like an old something like that and there was loads of old speakers available yeah. there you know and and stuff and just all those parts but it's so great to see to sort of be like guitar part effects whatever like crate digging in essence but then also seeing like these incredible examples of like pristine vintage instruments you know and they had like a lot of the bernie marsden collection was there and there's some fundraising stuff happening going on for that but then also seeing like new builders and like small builders um with some really interesting designs and you know seeing and one like seeing all of our like friends that we know um who have companies being like oh here's some stuff i'm working on and everything and it just being it's just uh, everyone should go to more guitar shows they're so they're <laughs> so great
1: but, yeah they were great they were fantastic now um uh where do you, where should we go where should we go from here do you want to talk about pick one of your things jd from your list
2: uh, one of my things. Um, well, I mean, let's, let's see. Uh, the other thing, well, I'll just say, the other thing I got at the show were, um, I've been meaning to get some Mojo cables uh, yeah. for a while. So just, uh, you know, just another cable, you know, another interesting cable company. I really like they. you know, great build quality. They do lots of vibrant colors and stuff like that. Sort of their um their sort of branding of such and they're really they're really great. Like they're not sort of ridiculous sensational colors, but they all sort of, you know, they're very vibey right kind of cables. They sound great. Um, you know, they're they're made in Yorkshire. So it's such a great yeah, yeah, they're I super some-
1: sturdy, very – like, they're great. You buy a Mojo cable and that's, you know, unless yeah. you lose it,
2: that's uh, that's the last yeah. cable you need. Yeah, and they're they're really reasonable, um, reasonably priced. Like, I think they were, like, 20-something for – Are they? Wow, Yeah, that's a little more like, than that. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, I only got, like, um, 3 meter like, straight ends sort right. of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you could do if you wanted double right angle or anything like that, but I tend to prefer – I'm back to preferring straight jacks for the moment. I'll probably go back to a 90-degree right angle here in a a second. To be fair, it's usually like a left angle because the way it goes into the guitar, but, Mm. um, you know. I was thinking of going back to curly, you know. Yeah. I've never been on board with curly. I think probably because I played my grandparents' old stuff and I had a curly (laughs) cable, and it's like I never understood. I think it's just a function thing me more yeah, like, that you
1: mean, want it to be springy that's the thing yeah it
2: looks so cool but i know
1: it's uh, it's
2: kind of you don't want a cable to bounce around really. yeah i don't i don't really i don't really know why they exist as i like, except when you're kids for like something to play with like a weird slinky or just something <laughs> you know like the weird springy door stoppers on the back but yeah. but it always just seems like you have a hundred foot of cable to only actually be able to go 10 meters or something yeah. like that, you know, when <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it's like, well, wow. Well. But you're right They, I mean, they do look cool. If, if you're doing that kind of thing, you know, like yeah. I imagine they look, they look ridiculous with like, you know, like, <laughs> like an SBC or something like that, you <laughs> know, yeah. like you have to be doing a Hendrix style thing to make it yeah. like, yeah, for sure. For yeah. Reason. Or you're the kind of band that has like the tight, like tight, suit trousers and your feet are together and you just play jangly you know jangly little things and you're like oh that's cool yeah. or tame and or something maybe that's the coolest version of what you could make it work
1: <laughs> yes yeah I, I, you're probably right now um uh, another another I want to finish up with a pedal company mm. that we saw that were that were great and it is uh, a London pedal company called the berry effects effects again dear listener is the letter they make great vintage inspired pedals they also do like reliced versions of their pedals and they do one off effects things like their tone berries which is obviously a tone bender but they do things in like vintage chassis with vintage parts and stuff like that the the look of their standard range of pedals is very cool it's kind of um uh, vintage rally car inspired like mm. speed stripes blues and oranges reds and yellows stuff like that it's uh they're v- very cool um all all put together by a a very young chap who uh uh, who runs the um who builds all the pedals and who's the creator of the berry effects and uh he just seems to have fantastic taste in everything he does the core line the core line of his pedals essentially is two different drives one's more of a preamp one's more of a full-on drive and a chorus which is a c1 style chorus just a two control chorus but oh the chorus was fantastic i really loved it i did find it difficult to get a feel for the drives on the show because I was i was on headphones when i was there so i'm sure they're absolutely fantastic it's just trying to get an idea for a drive at a show when you've got to use headphones is very difficult whereas the chorus was beautiful
2: yeah and i the chorus was great i really liked it so the the one because I think the courses we we played there were the were the that sort of gulf oil like blue that sort of like robin's egg blue and like orange mm. kind of was like racing strike and they had two versions. one was just like a standard like clean version, you know, yeah. so like brand new pedal and then they have like heavy relic like pedals that looks like it's been in the mechanics. You know, for, yeah. you know, like somehow this pedal itself has done 4,000 MOTs, you know, <laughs> and it's covered in like grease and oil and, and chips and crap, gr- And it's, it's just like, it's just so, ah, they were very cool. Most importantly, sounded great, but was such a different, you know, such a different vibe. You know, that's, it just seems, seems really good. And also if you have like a heavy relict guitar. And then you look down and, you know, like all of your effects are like Helix or like H9s <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, I think it feels, it, it's like, just, is this really going for stuff, you know, like yeah. authenticity, but yeah, it's, they're very cool. The course, the course sounded really good when you were playing it on, like with a and the guitar you were playing on was dope too wasn't it wasn't it like a he had like a pink
1: uh heavy Redic strat extract like a city yeah. Strat, which yeah, was yeah. extremely like cool.
2: heavy heavy relic <laughs> like it was yeah it was lovely yeah oh,
1: was yeah really good but those are the standard line and then yeah he also does kind of one-off limited edition big box fuzzes as well called the berry fuzz um they're all just, just really cool, dear listener. If you like retro, relic-y stuff, then the Berry Effects are kind of there. They're sort of they're, they're doing all the cornerstone of vintage effects, from fuzzes to amp-like drives to retro choruses, all in great chassis.
2: Wonderful attention to detail. Yeah, just really yeah. impressed. Yeah, they're really, really cool, and like building, building into old to like old actually period correct cases yeah. you know so like getting what's where well, we learned about how uh dunlop owns the the shape
0: oh, to, yeah.
2: the, to the foot space, the foot space yeah. yeah yeah and so you have to if you're going to use a pedal in that shape you basically have to buy the chassis from them yeah um <laughs> or yeah but yeah like loads of loads of yeah it's really cool really cool well worth checking out and felt really different to yeah. me from like most things
1: yeah 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 definitely they were super cool we've got loads more to talk about dear listener yeah. loads of uh cool boutique guitars a bunch more effects and things surprisingly few amps but is that surprising in 2023 who knows but it's uh, a guitar show yeah. you know so. <laughs> exactly. it's not an amp show but yeah uh we're gonna go and talk about all of that stuff over on the patreon dear listener so do join us there patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um each week we'll be recording an extra episode of the guitar nerds which you can access on there if you head over there it's got all the information on how you can sign up for that we're going to go there now so thank you very much for listening once again don't forget to vote in our vintage uh, guitar pro shop build um go check that out on patreon and on facebook and get voting we're nearly there we've nearly decided on our complete instrument and don't forget to enter the giveaway to win the buzzing bugs lo-fi chorus it is very cool indeed we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell goodbye Thank you very much, you wonderful people. Thank you especially to our $10 top-tier Patreon backers. Very soon, some of you will be receiving your... Goody bags, but for now, thank you very much to Nicholas Strong, Rocket Rob Patterson, Marcus Deluxe, Suresh, Dorsonic Pickups, Rob Witherden, Chris Franklin, Anton Fryant, Russ Meehan, Barry Gresbick, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, John Conaway, Russell Healing, Yoki the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes. Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Dan Pilver, Brian Einsler, Dylan Griffiths, Mark Izal kadawaki Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski. Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Daw, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia The Band, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien and Moog Gravitt.